Hello, and welcome to another episode of May the Power Protect You, the Power Rangers podcast where we talk about all things in the grid, including promotional events, surprise drops, um, figures releasing sometime soon, and of <laughs> course the TV show. So uh, with you, as always, are your co-hosts. My name is Kevin, and with me is the wonderful... Joel! Yay! Yay! <laughs> so it's gonna be a little bit of a short episode today but um we're still gonna have some fun stuff to talk about and kind of review and continue our talk of dino fury but first before we get started of course um may the power protect you stands in solidarity with the black lives matter movement um and we support our listeners to do whatever you can to be a hero in your own way whether that is donating your time donating money researching educating others uh advocating um, do what you can to help support our um, black communities and really it's this is still happening um, and it's just because it's not on your social media feed or on your news channel anymore doesn't mean it doesn't matter and it's still an ongoing fight um, and also of course we do encourage our listeners to um, stand against um, Asian American and Pacific Islander violence as well um, so really just be a hero in your own way um, there are in the description of this episode links to resources on card that you can use for both movements um, and we just want our heroes to our listeners to be heroes in their own ways so all right so to get things started this week uh, we had a little bit of a follow-up event to PulseCon um, on October 27th the Hasbro 1027 uh, event for premium members um, which Joel was a is a premium member yeah sh- sh- no, no but yes yeah. who knows yeah. i'm in a weird limbo yes. and we yeah. just don't question it i'm <laughs> we'll not gonna bring it to their it. attention hasbro yeah. has not said anything so we're just yeah. gonna let it happen <laughs> so for hasbro purposes joel is a member and that was a joke uh-huh. exactly um, <laughs> yeah so um <laughs> but during this um it was really just a chance for hasbro to give premium members um a chance to see some behind the scenes things and do some product drops and reveals um, across all of the Hasbro brands. So not just necessarily Power Rangers. Um, so it was interesting um, because Simon got to uh, come in. So Simon Bennett, the executive producer um, for Power Rangers Dino Fury, um, got to join and answered some fan questions and also kind of provided a tease of what's to come in season two, including a uh, little preview clip. So, uh, Joel, what did you think of the uh, Power Rangers segment? Um, the Power Rangers segment was fun. Um, yeah. It was less product-driven than like mm-hmm. some of the others, um, mm-hmm. which was uh, kind of interesting um, because it was solely focused on Dino Fury and especially having Simon Bennett be the one to run it. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, he answered a lot of like fun kind of fan questions. Yeah. Uh, obviously got the question of, like, what would you do if you had your own <laughs> Power Rangers season? And Simon's like... <laughs> After everything that happened to Simon on Twitter, I'm surprised they let that question happen. But Simon was uh, kind of gracious and kind of like was like, obviously, I don't know what's going to happen. He's like, I like dinosaur seasons, but I feel as if we should stray away from them since we've just done one. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I also enjoy like the in space seasons. He's like, and I really like post apocalyptic like settings. He's like, so RPM mm-hmm. was a really interesting one for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just kind of gave his personal opinion. So I, I kind of thought that was neat. Uh, (laughs) and just like it was a lot of like just your standard Power Ranger questions or standard like Mm -hmm. you know production questions that Mm -hmm. if you've read an interview with Simon you've gotten an answer to before yeah Um, 
Well, I, I think, though, it makes sense why they put that question through, because probably it was Simon's way of, especially after the crap storm that happened on Twitter last month when he was answering questions, I think it was kind of Simon's way of just, and Hasbro's way of being, like, to the fan base, like, knock it off. <laughs> yeah, um, but also, like, you know none of them are going to listen. <laughs> no, they're not. In fact, I remember seeing a tweet, like, I think 30 minutes after that question was answered about the space season being what he likes, um, with them saying, okay, <sighs> Q Rangers confirmed, even though, like, he has literally said from his personal point of view that he's not sure if it could work as a season. Yeah. And I'm just like, y'all need to calm down. But that's a, that we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're not going to um, touch on that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought it was interesting. Um, <laughs> it was very, in the, in the nature of Power Ranger preview clips that we get all the time, um, it was very spoilery for season two. Um, mm. So we won't talk about what was in there, but um I'm interested to see what the fallout is from that clip because we have not finished talking about season one yet. Um, yeah, well, especially in context of what we know happens at the end of season one. So, like, yeah. how we get from that ending to what we were shown for that season two clip, uh, there is like stuff that has to happen and reveals that have to be given. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll be intrigued to see how we get to that point. Mm -hmm. uh, it mm -hmm. is exciting, at least. Um, because I didn't want one of those characters to not potentially be on the board anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, it, won't say it, anything else, but yeah. yeah. It, we need a sequence of events in chronological order to explain context to happen so we know what's the context of the clip. So that's yeah, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we um, know broadly what the context is, and it's just, I do like the fact that, like, that is happening in season two because like i feel like other seasons with the way that storyline has been set up would have had that happen like midway through this first season <laughs> yeah the pacing would have been very fast yeah yeah um yeah so it's definitely something that's interesting and i think it's gonna be fun to see what happens um mm -hmm. and we, can talk, we can talk more about that when we do our dino fury wrap up later this year um so, uh, and part of the uh, 1027 event was that there were going to be um, some product reveals and drops. Um, and during the Power Rangers segment, um, there was not a reveal or a drop, but Pulse had items coming up later that night. And uh, to our surprise, um, we're not sure what happened or why, um, but uh, the In Space Silver Lightning Collection figure was finally revealed because it was put on Hasbro Pulse for pre-order for premium members. Mm -hmm. And then immediately sold out by the time it was done and the public could access it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, the In Space Lightning uh, Collection Silver Ranger, uh, Zane, of course, uh, he will. Uh, he was available as a Pulse uh, semi-exclusive for premium members, and then pretty much it sold out before it get, got access to the public. Um, but they have confirmed through the listing, uh, because there actually wasn't even an official announcement on the Power Rangers Twitter, um, like there normally can be, uh, but it will be exclusive to Walgreens. So uh, in Canada, I know it's been exclusive to like GameStop, um, but in the United States, if you're going to need the Zane figure, it's going to be limited to Walgreens. Um, it's the standard Lightning Collection price, $22.99, um, and we are not sure when they will show up at Walgreens, but considering, I believe... Um, Joel, it said that the figures were going to ship soon, right? It didn't have like a pre-order date on the page. It didn't have a pre-order date, so I don't know. So yeah. it's it's kind of a question mark on that. Like yeah. I've not seen anything. Yet. Yeah, 
I would say since the figures are in Canada to our neighbors to the north, then we'll probably see these coming soon. Yeah, um, I would think so. Yeah, but that being said, yeah. Um, first off, what do you think of the figure though? We got the they've got the promo shots. You actually got to get a pre order in. You were very lucky to do that. Um, um, I, I did not. I mean, I'm excited. I think it's I, I I people had a problem with him. You know, we talked about it when it was first leaked. The mm-hmm. like there was the whole issue of people th- saying it looked like Flapper or Jay Leno. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, I think it. I think it's fine. I, I I like it. I don't think it's. I think it's one of the better figures. I'm excited that we're getting it. Um, it is wild that it could potentially show up at the same time as the two pack with, you know, TJ and Psycho Silver Zane. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. I just yeah. It's. I'm excited. It gets in space pretty much like wrapped and locked up, and you know, mm-hmm. aside from potential uh, Galaxy Glider releases, that's kind of it. You yeah. know we won't have to worry about that one anymore um but um i do want to say because i didn't even realize this apparently walgreens still has like the dino thunder white figure up yeah as we speak so Mm -hmm. like if you're worried about potentially having to get this through walgreens website like you may not have to worry like it seems like it should be pretty easy to get yeah Um, yeah it should be fine yeah so uh but what do you what do you think of it kevin yeah, um, I, you know, it looks great. I, I think I really do like the in-space suit designs for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's our first Silver Ranger figure, so this is kind of a glimpse into what future Silver Ranger figures are going to look like. Um, so I'm excited. Um, I was I was refreshing the Hasbro Pulse page at 9 o'clock when uh, it became available for regular members. <laughs> and, uh, unfortunately, it was sold out when I refreshed it, so that's okay. Um, but you know, I think it's going to be, um, interesting because Walgreens definitely has, and this also has to do with, you know, shipping and distributing, especially across the continental United States. Um, it'll be fun to see when they pop up in stores. Um, and you know, I am not necessarily going to go out and hunt quite yet, to be honest. Um, but I will keep an eye out, um, just to see if I can find it. Uh, that being said, as a word to the wise, and as Joel mentioned, uh, the Dino Thunder white figure, which was the 2020, uh, exclusive for Walgreens, uh, for Power Rangers, because it seems like we've gotten an annual exclusive now for Walgreens each year, um, since the collection started, uh, but it is still available for order on the website, and you are more than likely probably still able to find it in stores now, um, I know there's a temptation to go out and kind of check and be one of the first ones to get it, that's why people are paying, like, two hundred dollars for a zane figure right now because they want to have it now instead of looking later um but i just want to caution our readers to kind of take a breath and just keep an eye out for things uh because you know it will be available when it's available so yeah um and maybe give it a little bit of time just because a store three states away has it doesn't mean that your store is going to have it necessarily because everyone has different distribution centers so also shipping crisis right now like that too yeah things are all supply lines uh, supply chains are all messed up like it may take longer yeah 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 just so just just be patient that's what we're Mm -hmm. cautioning everybody to do is just be patient um i will probably keep an eye on my uh power ranger groups and then if i see someone from my state finding them then i will start my hunt at that point but even then i'm also just gonna wait because like i think I think for me, I found Dino Thunder White in my local stores probably about a month after they were being found. Maybe two months after they were being found by fans. So I, 
I've never seen it at the one close to me, so I, I typically just go when it's online. And I'm That's sure true, if you're following yeah. any like fans accounts, you'll know it when it hits online. I would just you yeah. know if it's easier, just do that. Yeah, for sure. So, but uh, moving on with Lightning Collection, uh, a pre-order that I, I didn't realize it had been that long since they were revealed. To be honest, uh, uh, <laughs> it's been the, a while. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Mighty Morphin Red Ranger Century Lightning Collection figures have been showing up in Malaysia. Um, and they should hopefully be inbound soon to the United States for those that have pre-ordered it through Target because it was a Target exclusive. Um, and if you ordered it through Pulse, you'll probably get it in a couple months after um, because that's <laughs> just how Pulse works, and that's okay. I, I'm fine with that. That's less credit card charge. Um, but, yeah, these should be showing up. I know they were revealed back in, what, April, I believe? Like yeah, six months April, ago? Yeah. May. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at my Target pre-orders, and I was like, oh, wow, that was that long ago. Holy crap. Um, yeah. But that's okay. It's part of it. Shipping crisis, pandemic, you know, we're patient. It's just plastic. Uh, so, mm -hmm. um, but photos have been coming up on Twitter, and so people have been showing, like, really up-close shots of the figures themselves um, and playing with them and posing them. So, Joel, what, what are you thinking so far, like, the initial impressions now that we have the actual figures, quote-unquote, in they, hand? I, I think they look great. Because um, I think this is one of the ones that, like, we didn't actually get, like, press photos for. It was more like a mock-up, like, when it we was, first yeah. saw it. So, yeah. I mean, I think it looks great. I think it's probably one of the better ones that have translated from the comics into mm -hmm. physical form. Mm -hmm. But I think it looks great. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to get them and post them and get them yeah. set up. Yeah, I'm always... It still astounds me. Like, we, we've only had a couple of comic figures come out since... Mm -hmm. Like, even with Bandai's Legacy line. We haven't had too many figures come from the comic pages to real life. Um, but it's just always so fun to see. Yeah. It's so fun to see how they translate from page to, to model. And it makes me really excited because I think slash hope we might get Omega Rangers at some point in the near future. So I would be fine if they just did more of the centuries too. I would like, I mean that too, like yeah. black ranger ones. I would like the yellow ranger ones. Mm -hmm. I would like pink ranger centuries. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's the but... funny thing, too, is um, I feel like the centuries are going to become, like, for the because the Star Wars Black Series has, like, the Stormtrooper figures, and there's, like, a million of them. So I feel like the centuries, mm -hmm. based on how these do, could become the Stormtroopers for the Power Rangers line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, even going with just, like, the various foot soldiers that they are, like, going to keep trying to yeah. truck out. Um, they, and sure. I, it looks It looks really great. I'm excited. I can't wait to get this one in hand. Oh, yeah, definitely. It'll be a lot. It'll be a lot of fun, so... Right, so that'll wrap up some of the Hasbro side of things with toys, but uh, this week in North America, the 15th episode of Dino Fury has finally aired on Nickelodeon, or if you happened on Netflix, you probably watched it two weeks ago. Um, Storm Surge, which was directed by Chris Graham, with story by Becca Barnes, Alwyn Dale, and Maya Thompson, with Maya Thompson also doing the teleplay, finally debuted. Um, and it was an interesting episode. It was, yeah. Uh, what did you think, Joel? Um... I, I really do enjoy this one. Um, mm -hmm. It definitely does one of those things that uh, Power Rangers does where it takes an aspect of a character and for one episode, like, really hones in on it. Mm -hmm. um, and for this one, the storyline revolves around um, Ollie's obsession with tech, mm -hmm. um, which is it has been a plot beat in his character this entire season. So it's not one of those where, like, character gets brand new trait and it's the most, like, important thing about them in one episode. Yeah. Um, uh, but 
this is like he hyper focuses on like tech and it's kind of causing issues with like him and uh javi getting stuff done for buzz blast and mm-hmm. it causes issues with him and dr arcana like his mom who's trying to do stuff um yeah. and kind of through all this um there's also kind of a huge storm over the bay where the uh ninja nexus prism in previous episodes had dived in and kind of disappeared for a moment right uh and so dr arcana is researching that and of course the uh villains are also interested in what's going on with that storm and decide to use ollie's tech obsession against him um, and to be able to get in and get uh dr arcana's research Mm -hmm. so overall it's an interesting episode uh i think it does a good job while like overly heightening Ollie's like kind of obsession, it does like a really great job of making that a plot point and using that as a kind of a story driver. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, what did you think, Kevin? Yeah, I definitely, um, I yeah, it was a fun episode. Uh, I agree. I think it's it's one of those things that, um, and if you remember when I talked about Ninja Steel, like the problem I had was when, like you said, random character traits would come up or be brought brought mm-hmm. away just for the sake of the storytelling um so it's nice that they're kind of building on ollie and what he's kind of learned over the last few episodes um but also it kind of has that good lesson of you know you don't always have to get the newest newest thing like you can you know be patient and you know you don't have to rely on it so much um because in this case the technology issues came from him wanting to have the newest thing um it was a lot of fun i think there was some really good character beats for ollie and javi one of the things i really enjoyed was um seeing conflict with the rangers like mm-hmm. interpersonal conflict because of javi and ollie ollie not being able to follow through what he said he would do um so that was kind of a nice thing to see like we kind of see that in some episodes but in the past but it's always felt a little bit forced in earlier seasons especially um over the last decade where it was more like friction like rubbing up like one little thing sets them off and they hate each other <laughs> um but instead yeah. it's more like kind of exploring like the hey you really disappointed me or hey you really are annoying me with this like i need you to be here so it was a really good way for like also i think for kids that are watching to kind of see like interpersonal communication and conflict so i really appreciated that and i thought that was kind of cool to see that moment yeah and i think that's something i you know i think i mentioned it in last week's episode dino fury does a really good job of mm-hmm. having the characters not always be like happy with one another they do like stuff does rub them the wrong way and they tend yeah. to like butt heads on certain things yeah um and part of that as well what i really enjoyed at the beginning of the episode um all of the rangers are hanging out at buzz blast while like ollie finally shows up and they all kind of tease him and my favorite thing is uh tessa as izzy the way she kind of does it <laughs> um and ribbing ollie and making fun of him mm-hmm. uh it just it's all of this cast has a really nice like natural kind of air about them and it does feel like friends teasing each other it doesn't feel yeah, malicious yeah. uh it just it feels like friends joking around and i really enjoyed that kind of moment with them mm-hmm. uh but let's talk about the villains and how uh they yeah. entice uh ollie mm-hmm. uh so slyther's plan is to get uh a computer to ollie that has a virus that they will be able to use in be able to see whatever the rangers see at that point um Mm -hmm. so he does that by dressing up as a character and uh having a contest via buzz blast that Mm -hmm. ollie um then participates in Uh, and campbell coolly gets to make a a physical Mm -hmm. uh in-person character uh debut Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is very fun uh Uh, so what did you think of that whole kind of plot line yeah yeah i think well, I think that's something 
I really have been enjoying the villains this season. Like, mm-hmm. for the most part, I find it interesting. Like, because I, I think about when the season first started and we had just Void Knight and Mucus, and then they added in the Boom Tower, and really Boom Tower wasn't that good to be honest. Like, he was very flat, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, okay, we're continuing that trend. Um, but I feel like when Slyther was introduced, it kind of felt like the writers and the team were kind of like, okay, let's add some new layers to the villains. Let's add a few, you know, fun things like that. So Slyther came in and like, as we both said when he first debuted, he was a lot of fun. And um, I really liked Slyther using this approach because it reminded me of how the things were back in like the Mighty Morphin to in space days when like, the villains' plans kind of involve the rangers and manipulate and like using what that's going on in their life to kind of take advantage of that. And like, mm-hmm. I always enjoy those villain plots where instead of it being like, oh hey, there is a coincidental monster that's dealing with this person's thing, and it like is not really meshed well. Like they kind of like, wow, this monster that has uh, something involving this character this week, it's right here. This just happens to be convenient. Like, but instead, it's like they're showing that they're thinking their plans through and it's not just send a monster down every single week so um it was fun slyther is a fun character and i really do enjoy um i think since slyther's appeared the villain writing and lineup has gotten even better so it's just a fun thing i enjoy it a lot yeah it, he adds a different dynamic to the villain team that is does, needed because yeah. um, you can't like with boom tower and void knight being almost both the same like kind of self-serious character and having mucus is kind of the like yeah beaten down trodden you know kind of goofy comic character i think having slither being the kind of bridge between those is really great mm-hmm. um and also i think like you mentioned having not just it not just being a thing that happens is like the villain plot is motivated uh, by the rangers plot as well right. like it kind of they intertwine and they link yeah. together um, yeah, for sure and, and it all kind of ties together great in this episode in a really fun way and i think each step kind of character motivations are what pushes it forward and i really do enjoy that and you know that sounds really simple and really easy but you know we've talked you know we talk about other episodes in the series that has been going on for 25 years and like mm-hmm. sometimes they don't get it right <laughs> yeah and sometimes they do and i think they've consistently been getting it right with slither so yeah um and i do enjoy him i think he's a fun villain so um, uh, we we also got more Doctor Arcana this episode, which I really did. enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and getting to see her and Ollie uh, mm-hmm. together is really mm-hmm. nice and really good. Um, and and you know sometimes, especially again, I think we talk about with Power Rangers is like parents on the show can be non entities; they just exist oh, yeah. for kind of to be there. Yeah. Um, I I think Doctor Arcana is not like that at all, and I really enjoy yeah. every time she shows up because like. She feels lived in. She feels like a person. Um, the actress playing her, I don't know her name. Uh, mm-hmm. I will get that in a second. But she's she does a really great job of just infusing Dr. O'Connor with, like, energy and just, like, kind of, again, like, that character motivation. You can tell she has a goal and a thing she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as much as she loves Ollie, sometimes, you know, his tech obsession also kind of rubs her the wrong way. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And I, and I think, too, like... Um... And uh, I think her actress, uh, Siobhan uh, Ruakere, um, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, I hope. Um, she just does a really good job at, like, portraying Dr. Akana. And, like, I really do love how, like, she's great. She's a really well-written character when she shows up on screen. Um, she mm-hmm. really eats the scenery, I feel like. Um, 
So it's a lot of fun, um, and it's always good to see her when she's involved in the plot, and I hope we do get to see more of her down the road, because, like you said, um, generally speaking, Power Ranger parents have typically been non-entities, mm-hmm. even when they're rangers. <laughs> so there's that. So it's nice to see that. And it kind of builds off like what Beast Morphers had, because Beast Morphers, like we talked about last year, was a season where Power Ranger parent relationships were actually pretty in depth. And, you know, two parents were major characters that were recurring, like consistently. Um, So it's really nice to see that, like, that trend continue. And it it helps flesh the world out and flesh the characters out a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Um, And so in all this, you know, the storm hanging over the bay, uh, you know, the villain plot, uh, we get the debut of the gold ranger. Uh, Mm -hmm. he shows up, uh, at the last minute as the Rangers are almost going to be beaten by the monster of this episode, uh, the sports beast of this episode. Uh, he shows up and handily defeats the character, uh, before teleporting off himself. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this as our kind of first introduction to Dino Fury gold? Yeah. So it definitely, um, for me, um, it was really well done. I mean, it's your generic, like, not just in Power Rangers, but in Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, Tokusatsu, whenever a new hero debuts, you have to have their debut fight. And it definitely, you know, Monster is overpowering the Rangers. They can't really do anything to stop it. And Gold, the six, the extra hero appears, and then he fights them and defeats them and runs off before the Rangers can really find out anything. <laughs> um yeah so it very much that um it was a fun fight the choreography was really well done um and i really do think that um our new gold ranger uh, just from the few minutes we get to see of him is a lot of fun and i think it's going to be interesting to see how his dynamic uh plays through so yeah i you know i know you mentioned like you this is kind of a trope in like super sentai and power rangers has done it before but i do enjoy that this is kind of just like a tease of him mm-hmm. yeah uh, we get to see him show up we get to see him fight and then he leaves yep. uh, whereas like i feel like in other series like uh, you know i'm thinking of dino charge when gold appears i'm thinking of like um just uh, like a lot of other seasons have done it where like the six ranger arriving is its own episode and we get like debut character introduction he meets the team he's on the team by the end Mm-hmm. uh i like that this is like no he's arrived mm-hmm. you'll get to you might get to see him more next week it kind of gives me a little bit of that like zeo gold vibe uh even though that was a whole story arc uh but that mm-hmm. like tease of it i think is really great and really well done here yeah yeah for sure so um yeah i and i it's just it still astounds me that we're on episode 15 of season one and we just got gold ranger mm-hmm when in past seasons we've gotten gold gold or sixth or whatever like within seven episodes of the first season so i think it's kind of it's it's i just really appreciate that because it gives time and lends time to um the development of the ranger of the core ranger team before they introduce someone else yeah and i think I mean, but it's all i we can also really attribute that i think to like kind of the story team on dino fury because you know mm-hmm. we kind of hinted at it with other plot points they've done a really great job with pacing and not yeah. rushing things and you know yeah. you know utilizing you know if characters have to be taken off the board like say boom tower they figure out a way to do so and you know that's kind of how it has to be done but like other plots are given time to breathe we're given time to build on them you know 
and I really I think that's been one of my favorite things about Dino Fury and I think I really highly recommend it to people because of mm-hmm. um, yeah. they've just done a really great job but you know overall I really liked Storm Surge uh, and you know I can't wait because now that the Gold Ranger is here we get to talk about all the fun things uh, and there's a lot of, of great things to talk about because he gets involved in later episodes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun so mm-hmm. yeah because I think what was the earliest debut for a ranger? Was it, um, I guess would it be Ninja Seal? I think so. I think he was like episode, I'm pretty sure in Ninja Steel, Gold Ranger debuted before the hiatus. Yeah, I think he was episode eight or nine. Yeah, because I know um, Beast Morphers had the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I want to say it's probably Ninja Steel. <laughs> yeah uh it just yeah it's a interesting I, again it, it's that thing it just shows like when you pace things out well it makes it a more enjoyable experience and i think you can kind of tell that like with dino fury it feels like less like we're checking boxes mm-hmm. and it feels like we are actually telling a story which again sounds weird to say about a tv show but so often that yeah. is not the case <laughs> that well, when it does happen we have to highlight it yeah well and at the same time like i'm trying to think of the right way to say this like we this is also a show that has done the pacing well in years past and mm-hmm. it's um it's just really appreciative yeah i just really want to highlight that this team is doing i think i really bang up job and i you know criticisms where they lie you know there are things that aren't great sometimes but i think overall i think dino fury is like a really marked improvement and i think if this team is handling the show going forward or if you know this is the kind of spirit the direction they plan to go i think the show will only continue to get better mm-hmm. yeah so so it'll be but, interesting but yeah i think that's about it for this one yeah Alrighty, so um yeah that'll wrap it up for this week so as always we just want to thank our listeners for joining us um i know it's been a wild ride and even though this is a shorter episode we always enjoy doing this and we always enjoy sharing our opinions for you to listen to so thank you as always mm-hmm. for listening to us um if you ever want to give us feedback or comments or follow us um, you can follow us on twitter at may the power pod um, you can also email us at may the power pod at gmail.com and uh, you can find me on Twitter and most social media. Uh, Twitter is BridgeMT3. Uh, my TikTok is BridgeMT3000. And you can find me on Twitch at just BridgeMT. Um, Joel, where can they find you? You can find me on pretty much all social media at Punk. Yes, she's a branding queen. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'll wrap it up for this week. So stay safe. Um, I know it's weird that it's almost the end of the year. <laughs> so uh, get ready for the holiday season ranger fans and you know exactly get back to that but as always may May the the power power protect protect you. you